Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're watching another episode of Bannockdotes, the podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxson. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below for the algorithm. Check us out on our Instagram at Bannockdotes. That's where we do all our updates, all our posts and our clips. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Shows. Shows are back, and before I get into shows, I was at the show last night in Hamilton with Cold Shoulder and Flashback and Cohesion and Last Wretch jumped on in the last minute. That was a good time. I'm so glad to be going back to shows again. All right, Teeth are starting their run of shows. Tonight, they're in Hamilton at The Doors. Tomorrow, they're in Toronto at Sneaky D's. April 8th, they're in Ottawa. Indian Tavern, April 9th in Montreal, Lou Fufu Electric, and April 11th, they're ending that tour in London at Rum Runners. Go get your tickets for that. Thursday, April 7th in Barrie, we got Roadways, High Road Pilots, Mickey Moon, and Voila Swamp. Saturday, April 9th in Ottawa, we got Scorching Tomb, Cruel Fate, Gland, and Leprosy. And they had a venue change for that one, so go look at that up if you're interested in that show. If you're in Hamilton that night, at the doors, we got Saren, Pale Mare, Lilum, Scabs Off, and Spook the Beast. That's a stacked lineup. Make sure you go check out that show. April 15th, that's a Friday, in Toronto, at the Hard Luck, we got Loose Teeth with their Wormwood release with Rust, Still Numb, strange limbs. Saturday, April 16th in Hamilton at the doors we get the Gavel EP released presented by Off Leash in Heaven and that's with Gavel Mile End, Die Alone and Still Numb. In Toronto that night we have Beer Bash with Omnivert Chainfall, Death Perception Please Stand By, Dawn Valley, Detest, Angry Spells, Effects May Vary On Deaf Ears and Dead Roots. Make sure you go check that out. And that's presented by Tarantula Tapes and Mina Rivera Cannabis. In St. Catharines that night, that's April 16th, we got Foolproof playing with Heart Attack Kids. Sunday, April 17th, Niagara Metal presents The Glow Abortions with Random Killing, The Nasties, and The Electric Dead at Taps Brewhouse in Niagara Falls. In Waterloo that night, we got at Bad Egg Hunt. That's what they're calling it. And that's with Hex Offender, The Rotten, Ischemic, and Cerberus. And that's at Revive Game Bar. It's Friday, April 22nd. Guelph. We got Frank Ducks, All But Six, Pep Talk, and Suplex City. In Toronto that night, at the Bovine, we have Girth for their video release show. With Oak Rest and Mellow Honey also playing. Saturday, April 23rd in Toronto. It's a free show at the Bovine with Choices Made, Mall Crimes, The Slime, and The Holdouts. That's going to be a good time. Sunday, April 24th in Barrie, we have School Damage, The Readies, The Holdouts, and that's at Infinity Zero, aka Ask a Punk if you don't know where that is. In Hamilton that night at the Casbah, we got Blissfields, Herd of Elk, and our good friend Casey Baker, The Neon Cowboy. April 29th, and that's a Friday, we have Faster and Louder Records Presents, Avern, The Speed Hunts, Mind Count, and Dave Rocket and the Jobbers in London at Richmond Tavern. Saturday, April 30th, in Hamilton at the Kill Room, we have Hostage, Scabs Off, Postpartum, New Anthem, Lil Purves, Nails, and Grim, and more. That's going to be a really cool show. It's like a hardcore and rap show, so definitely go check that out if any of that interests you. Guelph that night at the Jimmy Jazz we have Dominion, Saf, Prior Convictions, and Laid to Rest. And this is a bit of ways from now, but September 9th and 10th in Mississauga at Hansa House, we're doing Hold Your Ground Fest 22, and that's presented by Damage Control and Solace Music Promotions. That's going to be featuring bands like Never Ending Game, Mind Force, Pain of Truth, Dare, Momentum, Gridiron, Cohesion, Cold Shoulder, Endgame, and many, 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 many more. Get your tickets at holdyourgroundfest.com. Holy smokes. Ah, 
it's gonna be a good time in Ontario and that's only in the month of April so if you're in one of those cities and I mentioned it and you want to go check out and support some local music go to these shows that's how you support the local scene just because you're in a band and you're playing these shows doesn't mean that you get to not go to these shows because you're contributing to the thing. No, go support your scene. We all float with the rising tide. Or the rising tide. Float. You know how that saying goes. I butchered it. If I sound funny today, by the way, I want to point this out. I just came back from some dental work and my mouth is a little frozen. And this is the only time I can record this. So there's going to be a couple words that I'm going <laughs> to screw up once in a while. So uh, bear with me. Anyway, let's get on to our episode today. We've got Johnny and Carmen of Shot Down Twice. Now, I... I'm telling you right now, check out Shot Down Twice. They're a really cool band. They're like a local hair metal band. And I know what you're thinking. We have one of those? We do. And they're rad. They got like inspiration from like Motley Crue, uh, re- like ripping solos. You know, this is the stuff you want. And it's, to be honest, it should be on 97.7 Hits FM. And we know you're listening, so put that on your radio station. Okay, folks? Now, now we got into a good conversation. You know, we talked about some 90s cartoons. Uh, You know, Johnny's a big fan of Ghostbusters. Johnny and I go back, way back, uh, before even Shot Down Twice was a thing. He's a homie of mine, so I was glad to sit down and and talk to him. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. All right, folks, let's get right into the episode.
Good to go? Yeah. All right. Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're tuning into another episode of Bannockdotes. The podcast holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. The sweater or t-shirt of the week, we got Omar Shoots. He's a local photographer. We've had him on the show before. He also just started a brand new band called Wish Ender that I featured on the new, month of the, uh, new Music of the Month episodes. So yeah, go support him. And then my guests this week are Johnny D and Carmen North of Shot Down Twice. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. We're Super well. happy to be yeah, here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming by. Now, I think the last time I saw you, I think we were just briefly speaking about it. We were just hanging out because you guys, like you you and I, Johnny, are old school friends. We've been friends for a long time. Over a decade now, my friend. Is that how it is? Yeah, that's right. You were hanging out at Cherry Street, which is well over a decade now. That house doesn't even exist anymore. What? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it got bulldozed down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate when they do that to um, classic places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part, it was like a party house. I think Fisher even lived there. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, like that. I think that's where I met Fisher. There's a good chance that's probably where you yeah. met him, playing Mortal Kombat in the basement or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that. Uh, so yeah, when we were hanging out, uh, you told me about this new band that you got uh, going, and uh, I would say that's ultimately why you guys are here. I mean, I wouldn't have heard about this band if you didn't, if we didn't hang out. And uh, uh, so yeah, so, so glad you guys are, are here on the show. Yay. Uh, so how long has Shot Down Twice been a band for? Because I know you joined after the band had started. Yeah, they were already established, and, like, I joined them just this past October, about four or five months ago. That's right. Yeah, it started, um, with two of the members, a guitar player and drummer started it a couple months before I joined, and then they were auditioning singers, and I came in and auditioned, so, uh, it started basically just being a full band um, on Valentine's Day, 2020. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's like, I will I'll never forget. Like, it's nice to never be able to forget the band anniversary. Cause yeah, that was the, only and that's just it. before everything shut down too. eh? it was exactly before. So it was actually pretty lucky for us. Cause I mean, we just have to write songs anyway. So. Right. So how did you manage to keep that momentum going through the pandemic? Like, like a lot of times, like, you know, uh, Kyle and I, we play in a band and we definitely thought we were going to take the opportunity to take that time to write. And, uh, you know, one month turned into nine or something and we never, you know, we're, we're doing stuff now, but how did you guys manage to keep that momentum going? I guess like, cause it was so new, like we were just so newly motivated. Like maybe if we had been going for a bit, like we would have been kind of discouraged by it, but we were, um, like we wrote two EPs in the pandemic. So I'm really proud of wow. that. Like super proud. And like, I really like them both. Uh, I think it was just easy to stay focused just because, um, yeah, we were just we we're just all really really into it. It was definitely hard when it was completely locked down though, and right. it was like illegal to be in the same room as like <laughs> right. a couple people. Yeah, yeah. When now that you mention it, when you first join a band, everyone's like, "Ah, oh, let's write some tunes!" Like I'm excited. So I I, I can definitely see how that can uh, keep it going. Also, I'd like to mention you guys are the first uh, two guests I've had on the show. I, you guys are the I've had a couple guests, but I've never had two at once. Sweet. So this there is exciting. Go. We're milestoning uh, anecdotes. Double fist. Awesome. <laughs> I think this is a good lineup interview lineup. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, you just mentioned that you guys just released a new EP. Yeah. Uh, was it last year? It was guess? um January. Oh, that's right. It was the beginning of uh, this year. So I featured it on, I think, the new music of the January. I've definitely featured a couple of the tunes. Yeah, I've seen that, which is awesome. I'm super proud. Yeah, so we released the album. I'm super proud of it. Did you play on that? No. It was like it, all the hard work was done for me when I joined up with them. Is like I met up with Jeff, the one of the guitarists, and he taught me all the songs. And he said, he's like, we've got this EP out. This one's coming out in a couple months. He goes, shows are going to start up. You need to learn these songs and hardcore drill and learn them all and and you did joined up the band and and then you and you've been in a music video since though we did we've one of the videos from that we filmed in November yeah yeah in November and that came out in December that's actually that's up for independent music video for metal right now is that what that's what you've been voting voting on. for yeah. yeah it closed it's the last day's today though right today's the last day for unfortunately it's not coming out today and no <laughs> and then, like, but uh hopefully so this will be in the future you won 
<laughs> you guys won. That'd be great. Nailed it. Or, oh, didn't nail it. Uh, sound bites. I gave you two sound bites. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, edit whatever one happens. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are some of the plans for 2022 now that things are like finally opening and like you guys are kind of, you got the EPs rolling out? Um, immediately, shows. It's like we started booking as soon as they allowed shows happening in February. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be the next couple months. After that, I imagine more writing. And the goal is to do a whole record, like a, a full album. An LP. Yeah. I would like to do that. I've always wanted to. Like, I've never done, I've never made an album, I think, like a real album that was over, like, six songs. So, Well, that's exciting. you have any plans for touring at all? Trying to do, like, the whole, like, uh, hit the other provinces? or Eventually. It's like we've we've talked about hitting Quebec. Yeah. And then uh, imagine after we go east, it's like go the opposite way, go out west and... You just keep chucking through it, and you you play as often as possible, anywhere possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to play too often in the home city. Yeah, That's something you you gotta because you don't want to get them. You don't want to be let them be sick of you, right? You always want to kind of like. That's that's the one that I'm always like. That's the special gig. Like you know, we'll have our friends on, but like if we're playing out of town, I'm like looser with whoever we're playing with or where we're playing with. Yeah. As long as I can control it in the home city and like make sure everybody and like my friends and homies can have a good time, I'm gonna try to do my best to do that. Have you guys played any shows last year? Did you guys do any of the stuff before things got locked down? We we did like we our first show was an acoustic show and it was like really it was really interesting. I mean. <laughs> We did it, and we pulled it off. We added a couple covers and stuff, but definitely, I mean, our songs are, like, pretty, like, hard rock, so I felt, like, a bit weird singing that loud over acoustic guitar. Yeah, I would imagine that's a little bit of a different dynamic with your guys' sound. Yeah, it was doable. I'm glad we did it. You but. guys have done live streams, too. I know that you have, like, hosted them out of your place. Yeah, like, right off of my living room couch, and, like, the first one we did acoustic crammed all four of us in my little studio there that's right and we just sweat our bags i was off just gonna and... say it was probably hot in there oh yeah is we sweat and we just jammed through everything and it's like they're a good time it's a little bit different you don't have any feedback coming off of a live crowd because even the comments you're getting in the live stream are delayed right by 30 40 seconds so by the time you see it read it and respond to it, it it's been a minute. The person's yeah. could have closed the live stream by then and yeah. gone on with their day, and right? With the attention yeah. span nowadays, that's like, just it. They're, they're going on to YouTube or whatever next post is there. That's right. So, like, yeah, so you have a homebrew studio. You got it. Yeah, do you, like, do, do you want to plug it at all? Do you, like, you know, have you having any bands come by or? Uh, no full bands yet. It's, like, just, uh... Like single artists, like my my buddy Ryan Thomas, he comes through there and we'll record some stuff, or he'll send me stuff he's recorded and I'll mix it for him, and we kind of help each other out that way. And the the goal is to have full bands come by. It's like I'm building a full sound treated space in my basement right now. That's awesome. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it was supposed to be done two years ago. <laughs> Pandemic though. Exactly, that's and like just it. now it's probably like the halfway point. We're almost there. Yeah. Well, that's good. So how did well, we could take this individually? Uh, I'll start with you. Uh, how did you get into like metal growing up? How did you get into like the alternative styles of like heavy metal? Yeah, it's a I I love people's stories into these. Mine is always like I uh I listened to basically whatever my sisters were listening to, which was Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys. Yeah, it was the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> but um then my first time I ever heard anything like heavy, like besides like pop punk and stuff, which like I kind of like was into, but then. Uh, the first thing I heard that was heavy was Marilyn Manson, and he like got got me into like goth things and whatnot. And but then uh, I didn't really become like a metalhead, I guess, until like the end of high school. And now I'm just like really into thrash and like uh, classic metal. Nice. Yeah. Nice Manson though. He's getting dragged through the dirt right now. Yes, and it it was definitely like kind of hard for me because like I've definitely like idolized him my whole life. But then at the same time, I was like, well, I mean, that's not super surprising. Like it's when not. you when that's you look thing. at his He's behavior. <laughs> but um, I'm okay with now being like, okay, that guy's a bit of a creep. <laughs> right, right. It was like a time in your life where like it was you know you've moved on, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, I've just uh, now I would say my idol is Ronnie James Dio. There you go. Because he's just like the man and he's a great, great person. There you go. Well, how about yourself, Johnny? How did you get into like heavier alternative styles of music? Uh, I 
almost the same story. It's like I listened to those like boy bands and sync Backstreet Boys, oh, yeah. like five, but and then uh, Beach Boys too. They were a big one. Mm-hmm. Went into like the pop punk stuff, Newfound Glory, Blink One Eighty Two, Sum Forty Ones, uh, Metallica, and Van Halen were two of the first like heavier bands. I remember like friends playing them in high school and like who who's this? What's this master song that I keep hearing? And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. And then like you, you go down the line, you learn like where they were influenced from. Like okay, so like Iron Maiden and then Judas Priest mm-hmm. and ACDC and Kiss and yeah, it's like it, that old school '80s hair metal. Like that, it's weird to classify that as metal now, but like it. Yeah. That yeah. That's what I was into. That's what kind of got my foot in the door. That's awesome. And then, but you've also been playing music for a long time too, right? Like you're a jack of all trades. You play guitar, you sing, you play drums. You got it. Uh, I started on piano when I was a kid. You play piano? I didn't even know. <laughs> there you go. That's the only thing I took lessons for. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I owe that one to my parents. It's there like, you go. you're going for piano lessons. I'm like, sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then from there, it's like all of a sudden guitar comes out and you're able to translate, like, okay, well, I was taught this on the piano and it goes like this on the guitar. And. The guitar translates easy over to the bass, and I always wanted to play drums. Mm-hmm. Drums is what I wanted to play, so I played that as my primary inst- instrument for about 15, 20 years. Oh, right on. So you you have a hell of a voice. Did you need to do vocal training, or is that all just, you know, singing in the shower? Yeah, I did do a bunch of vocal training. Like, I had... I. Uh like a show tunes singing teacher when I was a kid oh, cool. and stuff, which was really good. And I did like a bit of musicals and stuff. I was always in the choir and everything. And then I just started singing rock and roll when I was like 11. Oh, right on. And yeah. So, and uh, I always had like a bit of a kind of timid and nasally voice. I didn't really like find my voice until I was maybe like 21 or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I've sang my whole life. <laughs> like a chainsaw. It's like that first time I heard it when I was a, a looking for a band to join. And I looked up there and I was like, oh, that's a voice like a chainsaw right there. Like, that's the way I described it to everybody. It's like a, a voice like a siren. Sweet. Awesome. awesome. I've always wanted to be that. Like, I've always, like, envied, like, especially, like, women who were like, oh, she has a huge voice. Like, damn. Like, she can, like, like unassuming and then, like, huge voice. Like, I always, like, was so jealous of people like that. I always wanted to be like that. So well, That's exactly what my aunt said when she saw the live stream. She was like, that voice comes out of that little girl? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that, that's that's the reaction you want, right? Oh, totally. So that was always my dream. <laughs> Are there any uh, Ontario bands that have caught your attention outside of, uh, you know, you, you focus in the last year or so or anything that you've been uh, jamming lately? Anything from Ontario? Any bands? Oh, I, I have one actually I was listening to on the way here. There's a metal band I love, uh, I think from maybe the Waterloo area or something. I don't really know. But um, they're called North Shroud. North Shroud? You know, North Shroud. Oh my God. It's like super heavy and uh, it's a female singer as well, but she sounds like a demon from hell. It's, like, really? Amazing. I haven't heard of them. I love. I always love when somebody suggests an Ontario band that I haven't heard of. North Shroud? Shroud? Yeah, North Shroud. I'll, okay. I'll make sure I let you yeah. know at the end. But, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, mean, I recommend. The biggest one I've gotten into most recently was the one you recommended. It was Turnstile. Turnstile. You you showed that to me the last time we hung out. You, you said, I think you'll like these guys. And immediately, as soon as you put Blackout, I was like, yes, this is my brand yeah. of heavy music. I like it. Thank you. Oh, I love that you brought up Turnstile because they just, they just played uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I, yeah, I just oh, sent wow. them. That's huge, right? Morning, like, yeah. And they, they, they're like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure... A few listeners or uh, viewers know about the band, but they're like they were started off as like a really like DIY hardcore band from Baltimore. They played in other bands like Trapped Under Ice and okay. uh, and uh, at the other ones Angel Dust. But these guys have been working hard in bands for like I don't know, more than ten years. Like they've been at it, so it's really cool to see someone like Turnstile making onto Jimmy Kimmel. He also played. Wow. They also did Seth Meyers uh, earlier oh, this wow. year. So like. Yeah, it's really cool to see that kind of, like, that. that's super exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for yeah. them. Any Ontario bands, though? Uh, my Son the Hurricane, definitely. Hey, we had Jake up on the show. We yeah. love My Son the Hurricane. The, the last love song, that Mississippi 88. Yeah, yeah. That fantastic tune. It's got a great groove to it. 
Yeah. You know? No, uh, and they put on a hell of a show. You said you saw them recently at the Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jacob is, like, definitely an, a madman. Like, yeah. I loved watching him. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> he is the... Hur- well, I can't say he is the hurricane, because they're all the hurricane, right? Yeah, totally. He is the <laughs> embodiment of stage presence, for sure. <laughs> yes. He's got a hell of a stage presence. That's all. That's for sure. Uh, so, Carmen, you just describe yourself as, like, a cartoonist. Yes. Um... Uh, did you do the artwork for the latest EP? Yes, I did. And I'm so excited because that's the first time I've ever actually drawn like any album cover. And I've always wanted to. I, I made a solo album and I designed the cover, but I got like a real artist to do it because I didn't know how to do graphic art. But I learned how to do graphic art recently. Nice. And, um, yeah, I've been doing it so much. I'm basically a walking, breathing cartoon character. That's that's great. <laughs> now, like, how did you get into drawing? Were you always just into drawing when you were younger? or? Yeah, I was like the art kid always. Like, always. I don't know. And I never, like, took any lessons about it until later on. But I've just always been really, really good at cartoons and only cartoons like don't get me any oil paints or anything like no 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 landscapes it's just about the cartoon life all right let's get into some cartoons then uh what are your, some of your favorite cartoons let's go by decade because there's a lot of cartoons out there and i and i love cartoons myself start with the 80s what are some of your favorite 80s cartoons i don't even know what would be considered you no know, uh but maybe I don't know if Archie comics are considered 80s. Um, are they? The comics would be probably, I think, even earlier than that. But I only remember a TV show in the 90s. It still counts. Archie's a good time. Yeah. Archie's, like, timeless. He's been there. He's a player, like, man. Yes, 20s. he's a player. Jesus Christ. He's been after those women for years. It it's blew so my funny. mind that he could date Betty and Veronica constantly <sighs> while being in the same band with them. And they know it. And <laughs> other girls. Oh. And, like, a bunch of random other girls, too. Oh. Archie is, he's, I'm surprised he didn't get me too uh, <laughs> he was always a, he was always such a sweet wholesome boy though <laughs> but i love the comics i just i love comic books oh, what about not like action comics but like silly ones oh yeah yeah yeah. like i i was a big fan of like the simpsons comic books growing up because they were always a little bit yes. different right they're yeah. in the tv show okay i have a huge collect i have the, the simpsons room i'll have to show you folks after after we're done i have a room upstairs that's completely dedicated to Simpsons. No, nice. that's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's overwhelming. It's nerdy. It's it's it screams I'm a virgin, even though I have a wife. I think I've lost that title just because. Of <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite? Actually, now that we're on to Simpsons, do you, do you, uh, what are some of your favorite '90s cartoons? I mean, let's put Simpsons aside because we just mentioned it. Is there any like Ren and Stimpy or? Like... Yeah, I love stuff like that, and I love like all the all the crude ones too. Like I I like Family Guy and South Park too, and all, yeah. all those silly ones. And King of the Hill, I love. Um, if you're if you're a big fan of like the cartoon animation style, you ever heard of a show called Super Jail? No, I haven't. Check it out. I have a co- like that. You can definitely find them online. I don't even know how many seasons are. Wacky as fucking TV show. Like uh, there's just a lot of animation happening at once. Uh, if if you enjoy cartoons. I think you would enjoy it. It's also, like, dark. It's, like, it, it doesn't take itself seriously, so... Uh, I do love dark cartoons. Like, I, I really do. There's a new one that just came out called Secret Friends, or Ooh. Smiling Friends, and it's, like, an adult swim show, and it's fucking hilarious. Nice. It reminds me of, like, Newgrounds, like, cartoons. Okay. Just, like, nonsense that didn't have an explanation for it to be, like, any sensual kind of thing. I, yeah, really cool. Smiling Friends. It. Yeah. I'm so down for that. <laughs> I'll have to suggest those to you. Yes. Now... Now, I can't sit here and talk to my good buddy Johnny without bringing up his passionate, undying love for Ghostbusters. <laughs> what, would, what would give you that idea? <laughs> and I love you even wore yeah, the shirt, too. Top, just with coming in with the... Now, how do you feel like they did with the last... With the franchise, the last decade or so? Um, I... Unpopular opinion, I liked the female Ghostbusters movie. Really? Yes. Uh, because just Ghostbusters, they they were scientists with proton packs and they busted ghosts. End of story. That's Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, where I had trouble with it was how what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, how much improv they they allowed the actors to have in it? Because it's very obvious that it was just like, okay, go nuts. This is the situation. Try to figure out the lines and have fun. Really? Um, what's his name? Thor. Chris. Hemsworth. There you go. Uh, Chris Hemsworth did a fantastic job with that sort of stuff. But you could tell the rest of the cast had little to no experience with improv. Yeah. Was Paul Rudd in that movie? No, Paul Rudd was in the new one that just came out the like new a one. few months ago. How'd you like that one? That one was great. Yeah? That was a love letter to the original film. It 
it kind of like just it doesn't touch on the second one at all just kind of acknowledges yeah those events happen but they don't but that's it <laughs> uh they skip over the events of the female ghostbusters movie that never happened <laughs> and then every scene like every second every shot every line is a love letter to the original film yeah so it's like watching the original movie as much as i have it was like the I was in tears the first five minutes. That was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you, see, did you see that they they put out uh, like a DVD uh, pack of all the Ghostbusters, but they left out the one with the female cast? I, I oh bought my it. god! I, I might have bought that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? That's funny. Awesome. That's hilarious. I, we're almost into some anecdotes, but like uh, I wanted to get into some bit of pop culture because some people like enjoy talking about some pop culture that happens in there. Have you seen what's going? Like I know you. You obviously know what's going on with da- Pete Davidson and Kanye, eh? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous, eh? <laughs> yep. Completely. Have you seen his latest music video that he just put out a couple of days ago? No, oh. I haven't. I didn't, oh, okay. I didn't see it either. Um, yeah, I, I, didn't fig- I didn't pick you guys as Kanye fans, but like I figured uh, he, he, in the music video, um, buries Pete Davidson alive. <laughs> and in other shots, he just has his decapitated head. Come on. Dude, like it's too extra. Like, there's got to be no. some sort of law that he's breaking with that. Like, <laughs> that is so bad. Yeah, nah, it's, if, it's, if that doesn't come off as a threat, like, what does? Yeah, really. Yeah, no, it's, that's just it. Absolutely ridiculousness. I can't believe it's being, like, where do you think, it's kind of like Tupac and Biggie. Where do you think it's going to go? Oh my God, oh my. seriously. Yeah, it's like, it, it'll get blown over. Kanye will find something else to focus on, and it's, that, that will... You know, eclipse whatever's been happening with Pete Davidson. Nobody will care anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm Team Pete. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he didn't do shit wrong. I feel so bad for him right now. Pete Davidson right now is Dave Chappelle when he married Oprah on The Chappelle Show. <laughs> That's right.
All right, let's get into some anecdotes. So tell me some of the wildest stories you folks have from being in the band, whether it's on the road, in the studio, at a show, anything in between. Uh, start with either of you. I don't really care who starts. You go first. You got one? I've, I've got I've got a few. It's like from the last few years. Uh, mostly, like, I played in cover bands. I played drums in a cover band. And uh, so everything would be, like, local bars. We'd be playing, and it'd be end of the night. And inevitably, one or two girls will jump up on the stage with you. They they want to be part of the band, too. Sure, no problem. It's all good fun when people are dancing on stage. One girl jumps on. All of a sudden, that empowers all the girls to jump on. Because they're like, well, if she's doing it, I want to do it, too. Sure, no problem. All the girls on stage is great, right? What song are you playing at the scent? Oh, uh, it's last song was always Iggy Pops the Passenger. Oh, okay, cool. That was uh, my buddy Ryan's. That's favorite the songs song. are getting wild too. That yeah, it's like <laughs> so it's like it's got that that good groove. So they're just jumping around with it. Uh, this one girl grabs my drumsticks off of my drum kit because I got to keep them right on the kick. Like your the, extra ones. Yeah. So she grabs one and starts hitting the cymbal. I'm like, sure, go nuts, whatever. <laughs> uh, the other girl grabs it and she's doing the same. I'm like, hey, this is a good time. And then the other girl, she wants to do it too, but there's no more sticks left. So all of a sudden, I don't know her. She has this bag. I'm like, where Where did this bag come from? And she starts swinging it at my cymbal. <laughs> Second swing comes around, and it explodes, and rice comes flying at me. And I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck is all this shit? The bag exploded? Yeah, and then this Blackberry comes tumbling out and bouncing away. So she's been carrying around a Blackberry in this bag because she's obviously soaked it, and she's trying to get the water out of it with the rice. <laughs> She just grabs her phone and books it with rice all over the stage. Like, what the fuck? See you later. Thanks a lot. It's like I was gonna be hungry after the show. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they sprinkle you like uh, like a wedding. Like you just got. That's what they do, right? They sprinkle. Is that a thing they do at weddings? I, I don't know if they made can't it remember that's the thing. Well, fastball. Congratulations. There you go. <laughs> that's wild, eh? She had the the phone in the in, in the rice container, and it just exploded the bag. And, yeah. and that was the only thing that came out, eh? Yeah, that I mean, that's all I saw, anyway. Right? Yeah. And at that I, point, you're not really lo- looking to figure out what else is on the ground. No, finish up, pack up, and get out of there before they come <laughs> ask what the hell's with the rice. Passenger by Iggy Pop. I mean, just get some t- some <laughs> he people. Was wild, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? You got uh, anecdotes for us? Oh, uh, I have. I have like just so many like little stories. Like I, I don't like. I I know that some people have these like long stories about like certain nights and stuff. I don't know. I just um, one thing that comes to mind is I've now. I'm not gonna say any names because I've been in so many so many bands throughout the years so this could be anyone but I've now been cussed out on stage by two guitarists really? <laughs> at two separate times on stage while we were performing how did uh how did that happen well I'm only gonna I I've just definitely both times the guitarist was super drunk and it's two different guys but they were both drunk and in a bad mood and they both screamed at me bad the middle, mood and the they just yelled sucked. at the, you they just yelled at you <laughs> I had a similar situation one of those cover bands where I was playing guitar this time and we got a new drummer and this was our first show we're playing right and we're two songs in and the first song it's like you could tell he was super nervous like he's tippy tapping as he's playing and looking around like this, right? And then all of a sudden, halfway through the second song, he just slams down his sticks and crosses his arms. No. And we're like, what? Of all songs, we're playing Wonderwall, right? It's like, it's not even like you can blow it. But yeah, he he just stops and no, no, no. You can see he's pissed. So we're like, okay, thanks. We're going to take a brief break. We'll be right back. I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, no, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. And we're like, what? Like, everything's fine. We're in tune. We're singing. And you were you were playing. You were playing, dude. <laughs> So, so I was like, I gotta take a breather. Like, I don't know what's with this guy. So I go outside and like I'm having a smoke. And then he, all of a sudden he comes out five minutes later and he's like, okay. He's like, I'm ready to go back on you guys. He's like, water under the bridge. I'm like, I, no. I'm like, no, you're a loose cannon, bro. Like I don't, I don't know what to expect if you're gonna just stop or if everything's gonna be fine. I no. So we like, I I told him I was like, you take off and we finish the rest of the show acoustic. Oh, oh boy! God. I just love like bitchy, like bitchy shit. Like that makes me laugh so hard. Like when musicians get like really <laughs> like sad about like a criticism, and and it like they like storm off it. Like it just confuses me so much because like I've had like it's it's been a while because I've definitely gotten like a lot better. But like when I was younger and first starting out, I didn't like I had a couple people tell me you know I needed singing lessons and I wasn't very good or whatever. But it just like never really got to me. But <laughs> I remember having one drummer like this. 
random old man at the bar said that like he needs he needs to improve drumming a little bit or something. It was like just this small, small comment. And <laughs> literally for weeks, this man was having like mental breakdowns like <laughs> in practice. He would just be like, I guess I do suck. And he was like trying to do this fill and he couldn't do it. And he like would like cry and storm off. And we're like, dude, that old man who said that like isn't even a musician. Like, yeah. And it's just like, and dude, it's like you're 19 or whatever. I was like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. See, like, I've never really have ever heard anybody kind of cuss each other out on stage. That must be a cover band thing. You think so? Yeah. Oh my god, it was a punk a band, band thing. Band. Yeah. In, in the past, it was a punk band yeah. thing for me. I because I had I used to have this thing in my last band that I would say the band was called Orbiting Death Ray. We have an album online as well if anyone wants to check it out. But we um, yeah on. I used to say when we performed live, I used to say this song is about fighting at least like one time during the set because like a lot of my songs were about fighting, you know, sure. throwing, throwing some hands. And he, at one point he was just so drunk. He was just like, we got it. Every song is about fighting. Jesus Christ. Or something. And I was just like, <laughs> and like, just kind of like, okay, I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. But when I got off the stage, I was just like, you need to like calm down. Like Taylor Swift, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. Um, I think when I it comes Taylor down Swift. to it, it's it's anxiety at its roots. It's like you you become nervous, you become unsure. Like, am I doing the right thing? No, I'm not good enough. No, I'm not good enough. And it's that dumb voice that everybody has in the back of their head. And the biggest problem is you start listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have one other person that kind of says the same thing game's over yeah you're off the rails yeah it's funny that you say that because some of the best shows that uh that i think i've played i've totally just kind of like i'm in i'm not even thinking really about the show i'm kind of going like what's for dinner like you know like i'm kind of doing something else i'm obviously still focused i'm still doing the thing but i'm not like not hyper focused on what i'm doing i've done this a thousand times before i know these lyrics we've played these songs i'm just gonna have fun and then there's been times when i'm with hellbent where i'm just like an absolute, like I don't, it's, I don't want to say I don't take it serious because I definitely do take it serious, but I don't take myself seriously, if that makes sense. Like, obviously the band thing is like an endeavor, but like, have fucking fun with it, man. Yeah, like, just yeah. like, be an ass, be a jokester, if you fuck up, own it. Like, you can, nobody's perfect, you're not going to fucking do everything perfect, so like, yeah, it's, you got to get out of your that mindset where like, Oh, they're fucking judge me every single time. Now you're you don't know their names. They you don't know your names. They've forgotten about you by the end of the night. They just want to show up for a good time. Give them the good time. Exactly. Yeah. You're just you're just a person like trying to like play music and stuff. Like I just found that any time I've been like really comfortable with myself and happy, it's like that's when I put on the best show. Like so, it's just like I don't do any negative like music self talk like that. Like unless it's like constructive, but. I do not insult myself like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, but yeah, like, it just, it makes you perform shittier. Even mm-hmm. just coming out for these guys. And when I was still auditioning and I, I was, I just played the first show with them and they're all like, yeah, you're in back of my head. I'm still going, you're not a bassist. You're not good enough to play with these guys. Like, what are you doing? Stop wasting their time. And you just, you ignore it and you power through. You're like, no, no, they're, t- they're telling me I'm doing good. Like, I, I know I'm doing good. Like, I didn't, I didn't make any mistakes. Like, yeah. This is, this is good. That's, that, that voice is just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and now you folks have an in, uh, in-house studio producer. So I'm sure like all the <laughs> tunes coming forth uh, are definitely going to be under, I'm sure the demos will be done under your roof. And... That, that's at the main goal is like, I, if we have any ideas, we can get it recorded immediately. Punch them out. And from there, it's like, if it needs to be polished, we can take it to another studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really nice thing to be able to have. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, drummer in uh, Hellbent, he's a, he's a producer. So, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Any any Hellbent stuff. And most of the Sinner stuff, too, has been all him. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Super convenient. Yeah. <laughs> to say crap. the least. And, uh, and I call him all the time, actually. I called him before uh, you folks came over because I had a question about that mic. Because you guys oh. are the first time that I have two people on. And, yeah, he, he answered all my questions. Shout-outs to Nick Ginn, uh, since I'm talking about him. Um, <laughs> so using that figure eight, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's get back into some more anecdotes. Any more anecdotes that you guys have that you want to share? I did remember, actually, one time I performed at a fundraiser for dogs with nice. a cover band. And <laughs> someone let, like, dogs loose in the thing. 
thing and they were like coming up to us while we were playing and it was kind of awkward because I was just like I don't want to step on them or anything and they're like jumping up and like I'm just like hey don't knock that over the dogs are coming up they're like can you play Baja uh, Gang who let the dogs out we're a big fan of that tune yeah exactly I was like hey make sure we play very quietly (laughs) yeah really ears are sensitive oh yeah I never even would have considered that was that outside um it was no, it was inside, oh, and, really? like in a big room, and I, I was definitely like, I, you, "Should you guys be sitting these dogs?" <laughs> yeah, that was like, uh, yeah, I'm sure their, yeah, their ears would have been super sensitive. Yeah, it was definitely weird. a weird choice. So it was a fundraiser, was a though. Yeah, it was a fundraiser. They would have known, and they were auctioning off things that were signed by Don Cherry. Oh. <laughs> and that was like how they're raising money. <laughs> I thought you said dog cherry. Dog cherry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just that's, a that's he's awesome. a popular uh, uh, hockey coach in the dog community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he would be a uh, uh, the the kind of dog he had too. What was that like a pit? Uh, oh yeah, what's pit, that thing pincher called? A, uh, a bull a, terrier, I think. Bull terrier. Yeah, there you go. yeah. That's what that's what dog cherry would look like. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Any more anecdotes? Oh, yeah, I think one of my favorites like that I laugh about with my buddy Ryan is like, I played in numerous cover bands with him. We played a birthday party once out at Bissell's, some, somebody's birthday, and we're having a good time, we're playing. This lady comes up to him and like point blank, like six inches away from his face, and she's going, you're too loud! You're too damn loud! And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you, it's just too damn loud. <laughs> and I heard this from the, like the drum set, and I'm laughing my ass off, and I got lose time and shit, and like that I love is like it, just being quick on the spot, being able to deflect them, because like it's just one old lady out of like a couple hundred people, and yeah. it's like please, lady, everybody's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, another one we we played grape and wine uh, downtown. We're at Fiddlers, like on a float. No, no, no. Uh, just like in the bar. It was okay. like right after the parade, but before everything at Montebello oh, yeah, got going. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like midday, almost evening time, right? And the place is packed. We're playing. And the people just keep coming closer and closer <laughs> and closer. And there's no stage. We're just like right on the floor. You shove the pool table over mm-hmm. it. That's where you play. I uh, eventually got to the point where like they're dancing in between my, my bassist and my singer. And then they, they're like, well, fuck this. They just unplug and dip out. And I'm like, well, I guess fuck this. And... Like, I jump out and we all head out the back door and they just keep going because they put the house music on and, like, so an hour later they clear out and, like, their pedal boards are stomped on and it's like, these people just didn't care. There's that drunk. They just kept partying. The transition transition was seamless because they just kept, you unplugged and they turn on the house lights and they're like, yeah, just a, it was like a zombie, but they danced. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any, uh... Go-to gas station snacks when you're on the road. When you're pulling over, got to get some gas. What oh, are yeah. the gas station <laughs> snacks that you enjoy? I love a Cheeto. I mean, you can't go wrong with a nice Cheetos, Cheeto. Yeah. <laughs> the puffs or the crunchy ones? Um, I like them both, but I would say lately I like the puffy ones more. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to be in a mood for both. Yeah. You're like, oh, you know what? I got flaming. I always seem to find the flaming hots and the crunchy ones more. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going crunchy today. So I love a flaming hot as well. <laughs> Anything spicy, like I'm a spicy food freak. So oh it's man, like, just fuck me up. They uh, <laughs> at Taco Bell, they have uh, these uh, flaming hot Cool Ranch Doritos. I tried show. that. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> love it. Yeah, because oh, I always order the Doritos Locos, so that yeah. one was so nice because it's super spicy. Yeah, yeah, it's good shit. Gas I, station snack. I always go jerky, and then uh, those go. those Nature Trail like almond and oatmeal like mixed bars with like chocolate in it. Yeah, I'll polish off a whole box of those <laughs> like, on the way to the venue. It's like, no, nah, I don't need to eat. I'm there good. Go. <laughs> those were both in the car when we came back from Windsor. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the furthest you guys have played? Uh, I guess it'd be a cross between Peterborough or Windsor. It's yeah. Like equal distances and opposite directions. Windsor, though, eh? Yeah. Where'd you like, play in Windsor? Uh, we played Villains. Yeah. Okay, I don't know Villains if I've ever... Bistro. Yeah? It was a very cool spot, but like one of those echo chambers. You can't hear anything oh, going no. on in there. Yeah. Mm, that sucks. Like, I can hear my vocals. <laughs> you're playing, like everybody's cranked, but you can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that place. Where's the furthest you'd... Like, where is the dream city you'd love to play? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Really? I love Florida. Just because just of the headlines. Like Tampa or? Uh, Daytona Beach. Really? Yeah. I want to go to Daytona Beach and I want to play all the dirty clubs down there. You just want to play all the rednecks. Yeah. 
You'll um, definitely get some anecdotes from playing in Florida. <laughs> yes, <laughs> most definitely. I would say Berlin. I want to go to Berlin, cool. Germany, because I speak German because I lived in Germany for a little bit when I was a kid. Really? So how long did you live in Germany for? Uh, a year. That's cool. Yeah, and I went to school. And do you like took school in German? Yeah, I um yeah I did grade three in German. Wow. Which was really cool. And I remember it really well still. I listen to a lot of German music and I still have a bunch of German friends. My mom's a German radio show host. She was. Really? Well, <laughs> yes. Shout outs to your mom. Yes. My mom, Rochelle. We love you. <laughs> That's yeah, super so. cool. So I would love to go to Berlin because apparently it's just like mayhem. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, that's... I've never... I've... I've aside from what? I mean, all I know is Rammstein, but like, um, I, like I don't really know. Uh, I've never even really heard of much of a scene in Germany. That's really cool. It's they cool love, to know that they love metal. Like, <laughs> I they bet. are headbangers, and they're they're pr- probably a little bit like weird. So I better be careful when I go. <laughs> I like I've heard of some shit that goes on in some of these clubs. I'm like, hmm, but I still want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Any pre-show rituals that you guys have? Anything you guys do before you go on stage? Um, I always get one of those five hour energy drinks Yeah, and about an hour before we go on, I down that. And then when we get on stage, it's like, it kicks in the high gear and you power through. And then the nice thing is now it's just an hour set. So it's like, you finish up, you pack up your shit and you still have energy. You got four hours left. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those <laughs> cover gigs where you play four hours, like you, you down one of those, the end of the night, you're dragging because the crash from those is hard. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. That is a nice thing about like. I have a two beer limit when I'm going to do like shot down twice things. Yeah. I mean, I'll usually just have one beer before and then one like as we're up there, like maybe in between. Beer is probably not the best thing for a vocalist, but I don't know. It works. But <laughs> if, if, if you make it work and then, yeah, then whatever works. I'm not much of a beer guy before. I'm, I got to wind down. It's got to be like an hour and a half. Like the show is long done over before I'm like, okay, I think I need a beer. Like I... I'm always just kind of like, you know, as soon as the show's done, my fucking first instinct, jump to the merch table, fucking yeah. thank everybody for coming out. So, like, I, I, until I've, like, wound down completely, I got okay, now I can kind of enjoy myself. Pot, however, I've, like, with <laughs> Hellbent, I've, like, we've played some house shows where I'm just fucking passing blunts around and, and the house is just getting smoked out. And that can be tough, too, because, like, you know, I'm screaming and, uh, you know, you need air. You get to breathe air to yeah. scream instead of cannabis smoke. And so uh, it can be tough. But, uh, you know, we make it work. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love weed, too. I'm basically always stoned. Shout out. Shout out to weed. Weed is tight. <laughs> like, I, I can't weed. do it before we play because, like, that the first thing that goes is my timing. Timing. <laughs> and it's like a, a, I've been on stage and, like, cross-eyed. <laughs> and, like, trying to play, and, like, no, I am not doing this again. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, as long as, you know, you know your limit, play within it. Yeah, it's like, they're all exactly. looking around, like, who who the fuck's not playing properly? And I'm over there like this. <laughs> you like, just yeah. got your back to the crash. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, let's say Shot Down Twice is at the limit of Metallica. You guys are selling out arenas. You guys are fucking full-blown tours. What's the rock star dream writer what's waiting in the green room for you before you play you got an unlimited Mm. budget you can do whatever silly stuff you want you can have celebrities any sort of food entertainment i would go with a solid bottle of water afterwards because when when we're done like after that 45 minute set is i get or whatever you get is i get I am thirsty as hell. Yeah. It's like the first thing I want is water. So yeah, give me a liter of water and I'll be happy. You really built that up. You're like, give me the most expensive, solid bottle of water. That's it. <laughs> it's like, Britta, that's it. I'm good. I'm simple. That's it. Just a bottle of water. Yeah. That's the most simple one answer I've ever heard from anybody. And the healthiest, probably. <laughs> I've heard veggie trays. I've heard some people want That's water, good. but you just want one bottle of water. Just, just one bottle of water. Voss? Enough to Anything Voss. like any special water? No. Smart? Like, even, you know what? Even if it's tap water, it's like, I'll, I'll chug from the tap. <laughs> you are the most humble guy that's ever answered that question. What about yourself? Do you want anything in the green we're making for you? Yes. Again, you got a, an unlimited bu- budget. Well... The main thing is I would want in the room waiting for me some goddamn peace and quiet. <laughs> so I would love to, to be able to like get off stage and just like everyone else worry about 
getting everything figured out and I just go home. Go into a room separately and maybe lay down for a half hour or so. Exactly. Or, you know, like I do love to after party and stuff and hang out with people, but it'd be nice to just disappear whenever the hell I want. Like yeah. I'm a little bit introverted, but not too much. Like I'm super outgoing, but it would just be nice to always have that option because a lot of the time it's just like, God, I fucking... I, hate getting off there and you're just like hey i put all my energy into that show now it's time to tear down yeah drive I to- home totally relate to that and i where like you know i i am very much an extrovert especially on stage but like yeah as soon as the show is done i don't necessarily want to sit around and talk to people and thank them i mean like i do like obviously i'm thankful for them to come out but like it is a different kind of energy and it, it feels more draining because it's a lot less like I mean you go on stage to play music because you enjoy it right when you get off stage and you have to kind of do like the show face and kind of it can be exhausting it'd be very draining and it can be tough yeah yeah, yeah so exactly. I totally relate with that like I, I understand if I had it my way yeah yeah close the curtains shut her down you, you just saw me perform maybe like a like if, if I was at the level of Metallica maybe like a quick meet and greet but like nothing too extensive after that yeah exactly I do think I would have a lot of fun like I mean I'd I don't know about about this in my future or whatever, but it'd be really cool, I think, to do, like, meet and greets with people who, like, were really into your music. Like, I would just love to hear about, like, kind of how people, like, take my music and what it means to them and stuff. Like, I really like hearing that, especially when people pay attention to my lyrics. So Mm -hmm. I think that would be a really cool part of it. And I would definitely participate in that. I would be going talking to the audience after, for sure. That's super cool. All right. Well, I think I've only got one more question for you folks, but it's a big one. Uh, and you've answered a little bit of already, but I'll need your top five favorite artists of all times. So if you can't give me five, okay. give me three. Uh, start with Johnny because you already sp- spat a couple earlier in the episode. Yeah, it's like I when it comes to music, I really don't discriminate. Like I, I love it all. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been really listening to Necrogoblin. Oh, cool! It's, like the the Sweet. new stuff they're coming out with is super catchy. And really heavy. That's the one with the guy that runs out on stage as the goblin, yeah, right? Yeah, like he's he's like a glorified member of the band. What's his That's name? John Goblin. That's right. <laughs> uh, Foo Fighters is up there. Um, Van Halen's always classic. And then, I guess, what else have I been listening to? Uh, Dua Lipa and Jesse J. Nice. Like, super pop. I like pop. them, too. Like, great singers. And, like, catchy music. Like, you can't go wrong. It's simple chords. Like, there's nothing complicated about it. For a long time, I thought Dua Lipa was just a language learning app. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Like Duolingo. I, I just, like, I would see that word, and I was like, oh, Duolingo. That's what they're talking about. No, no. Yeah, I was very wrong on that. What are some of your top favorite artists? Um, my def- Definitely my top favorites are Judas Priest, Dio, and um, Black Sabbath. Ramstein and Killing Joke. Really? Those are my favorites. Cool. Yeah. I, I love a guest that could come on and nail that question because some, some <laughs> folks that go like, fuck, I haven't thought about that question in years. And like they, they can take their time because it is a big question, right? We all listen to a lot of music. I'm sure yourself, like you said, you don't discriminate. So like I'm very much the same way. You listen to a lot of things. It's hard to hone in those five artists. But I love that you guys just spat them out real quick. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's a couple of bands I feel bad leaving out, but like definitely all the ones that I like put in there i do not regret <laughs> there you go awesome well i think we can end it there folks thank you so much for joining me on anecdotes nice. awesome it's our pleasure yeah so if you have any uh thing you, you want to plug all the social medias anything that you want to plug here's your time uh i guess we got a show coming up at the moose and goose in thorold on march 11th and then the 12th we're playing at the hard luck in toronto uh saturday after that we're playing Newmarket, yeah, the Lions Pub, and then I've got myself a solo song coming out on the twenty fifth. It's like just one of my own tunes that I've got, and yeah, and I would say the best place to find everything is shotdowntwice.com because like merch, videos, uh, music, everything is there. So and tour dates and everything. So that's the best place to go. Perfect. Awesome. Let's end it there then.